0: Over time, you build those relationships and you start to understand who do you trust? Who trusts you? Who do you connect with? And you want to find someone that has the same core values as you. So I think all of these things are super critical when it comes to partnership.
1: First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, Nationwide or specific to any zip code, you can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business, or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, And you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has, and you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your 7 trial.com. That's Y-O-U-R, the number 7 dayfreetrial.com. day free Get started with this. Get your 7-day free trial and start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going.
2: Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks. And today I'm speaking with Stephen Pesavento. Stephen, how are you doing today?
0: Theo, I am doing phenomenal. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing phenomenal as
2: well. I like the energy. Looking forward to our conversation. Before we dive into that though, let's go over Steven's background. So he is the host of the Investor Mindset podcast, as well as an active and full-time real estate investor for six years with the first two focusing on Airbnb, as well as flipping over 200 homes within his first three years in business. He is based in Denver, Colorado, and you can say hi to him at his website, which is theinvestormindset.com. So Stephen, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today?
0: Absolutely. So I got into real estate just like so many others. Kind of fell into Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it took me about 10 years before I finally got into my first deal. I read that book when I was 17. But I actually started in Airbnb land and I had no idea at the time that I was investing until years after I was already doing it. But I was essentially renting out my personal home and two other homes that I had leased from another owner. And then I had furnished those, I was renting them on Airbnb. And so I started making money that way. When I finally got into real estate full-time and I really actually saw myself as a real estate investor, I started clipping houses. And in those first 3 years I had flipped over 200 houses. A portion of those were wholesale deals, but over 50% were full blown flips or new construction projects or land development. And then I kind of shifted gears and I've focused on multifamily and working on a 220 unit apartment building right now in Columbus, Ohio. So excited to get that closed and over the finish line and real estate has just been an amazing vehicle to create wealth, but it's also been an amazing community because I'm a real big believer in personal development and mindset and growth. So being surrounded by so many people who really believe that it's possible to live a life different than what the norm is and that we can go out and create what we want, it's been amazing to be surrounded by those kind of folks in this community.
2: Awesome, thanks for sharing that. So I wanna ask one quick follow-up question on your Airbnb, kind of how you started. So you mentioned that you went out and rented out someone else's house and then re-rented that out to other people. What made you get into that and then why did you stop doing that?
0: So what I was doing essentially was doing a master lease. So I had the right to sign a lease with the landlord and I had the right to release it to somebody else. So why I started doing that was I actually was dating somebody who lived out of state and I was traveling to go visit quite often. So I had heard about this thing, Airbnb was right when it was just beginning back in 2014 2015 and i rented my house one weekend and actually i made money after travel costs after everything by going out of town that weekend so it was this aha moment of wow holy smokes i can make money doing this and it ended up being a vehicle i used the money i made from airbnb to fund a startup with a few friends that had just graduated from stanford this on demand storage startup and That ended up not working out, but the experience of being able to rent out my home and know that no matter what, I knew that it was possible for me to make a pretty big chunk of money. I was making seven times rent during the busy season, about an average of four times rent on average over the year. But what shifted or what changed for me was that in the state of Colorado and specifically in the city of Boulder, they changed the laws. And a lot of cities across the country have made sweeping legislation that stops people from doing Airbnb for this specific type of strategy that I was doing. And I just didn't want to really play in that gray area. So after about a year after the regulations changed and things were becoming more clear, I made the decision to shift gears.
2: Sure, perfect. Okay, so then for your first three years, you focused on flipping after doing the Airbnbs, you did 200 flips. When did you transition into multifamily? Is this
0: 220 to your first deal? So the 220 unit that I'm working on right now is my first commercial deal. I've bought plenty of residential multifamilies over the years and raised tens and tens of millions of dollars for that business. But this is the first deal that I'm working on where I'm a managing partner and raising capital. I'm working with some extremely experienced operational partners that have experienced 25,000 plus units of management. They typically own 3,000 units at any given time. And one of the things for me that was really important, and it was the same way that I got started in the single family space, was going out and finding operational partners that had a track record existing. My first partner in flipping, he had built hundreds of houses, he had flipped hundreds of houses, and he had lost tens of millions of dollars back in 2008. So having that kind of experience ends up allowing us to move much faster forward and skip a lot of the challenges along the way, which is why we were able to flip so many houses so early on in my career, was because I was able to bring skills that he didn't have. How do you go find the deals? How do you go raise the capital? How do you go and build the structure to make that a machine? And he knew how to manage the operational side of the business. So I've essentially done the same in multifamily, been working at becoming educated for about a year and about six months ago made the hard switch to really ramp down my single family business almost completely out of the single family business at this point and focused 100% of my effort on the commercial side. Before we talk
2: about the 220 deal, I wanted to focus on what you mentioned about finding partners with experience. You already mentioned one characteristic you want to find in a experienced. way I guess two, number one, they're experienced and number two would be, complementary skill sets is there anything else that people should be looking for when it comes to finding a partner and then also what did you do to actually find these people and then i guess maybe on that same track i was like specifically did you go to google and look up experienced partners or how do you literally find them but also yeah. how did how did you make yourself or what about you was attractive to these people
0: Love the question. This is phenomenal. I actually just answered a lot of this in episode 129 on the investor mindset, so I highly encourage you guys head over there, check it out if you like what I'm talking about here, you'll probably like that episode where we dive deeper. But essentially what I was looking for in a partner was somebody who had the track record and was good at what I wasn't good at, who their unique ability was not the same as mine. So Where I looked was I went to networking events. I went out into the community and I was coming from a place of giving value, of always offering something without asking for something in return. One of my first mentors, I ended up making a deal to create a $10,000 website to allow me to follow her around. It's a very, very good value delivery ratio there. And so the same thing was true here. I built this relationship with this partner at some local events. And I think what really did it for him was that I had the background experience on marketing about how to communicate and handle sales directly with homeowners, with investors, with people on that front, as well as the hustle, wanting to go out and grind and put this together and the energy to go and do it. So when you meet somebody and you get that feeling that you know they're going to Be successful. It's just a matter of time. And it creates this kind of energy. And I feel it whenever I go to events with big players there as well. They're on their way up. It's that feeling of knowing that you can either work with them or potentially they're going to be a competitor. Or it's that feeling of, okay. I see this person coming to this event and they're continuously growing. They're making progress. So when you can bring that kind of energy to a conversation, when you can bring that energy to a relationship, to a partnership, people are attracted to wanting to work with you. So that's what I did to find these partners. And over time, you build those relationships and you start to understand who do you trust? Who trusts you? Who do you connect with? And you want to find someone that has the same core values as you. So I think all of these things are super critical when it comes to partnership.
2: Thanks for sharing that. Something else you mentioned as well was that you raised tens of millions of dollars for your flips. I'm assuming that you're responsible or at least partially responsible for raising money for this 220-minute deal. So that is the case. I'm just curious, how did you find that transition with your investors. They're used to investing passively in fix and flips, which is obviously a different structure than investing in large apartment deals. So were they on board? Do you have to do some convincing? Maybe walk us through that process.
0: You know, it's such a good question. and. For anybody who's listening, who wants to connect, just reach out to me, happy to share any advice on this front, or if you're interested in passive investing, put the same thing out there. You can just find me, Steven Pesavento on LinkedIn or anywhere else. But what I did was, I really don't believe in convincing, right? I really believe in educating. So I'm a big believer that you put good information out, you put good vibes out into the world, and the right people and the right things are gonna come back to you. You kind of create this space for greatness to happen in the middle. So what I did was I was working with these folks, delivering for them over and over again. When you flip 200 houses, you're gonna have some that are losses. And when you're able to say to your investor, hey, we wrote a check for $70,000 to sell this house, which means we've lost that $70,000. There's good lessons learned, but guess what? Here's a check for you for 30 or for 15 or 20 or whatever it might be. And they're seeing themselves get paid it builds a huge level of trust because when you take care of your investors, they really believe in what you're doing. So what I really did was when I had this aha moment about commercial, when I realized how powerful it could be for building my business as well as building other people's financial freedom, that I had to share it with them. So I started calling my investors, started letting them know, hey, we're gonna be going in this direction It's going to be a long-term transition, but once we're focused there, that's where the sole focus is going to be. And because I spent a good solid year building relationships, becoming educated, and really laying the foundation, when I essentially brought up that, hey, well, we've got this deal, they already were primed. They already knew about what we were doing. We knew why it was valuable to move this direction. And for many of them, they were ready to jump at the opportunity because The structure that we have offers them all of the benefits that they were getting on the note side, but with a lot of the equity benefits that come along when you're investing in a syndication. So it was really just creating the space and educating folks so that they could then opt in and say, hey, yeah, I am interested in joining you on this next deal.
2: Okay, Steven, what is your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: You know, Theo, as somebody that, is a go-getter and go-giver, just going out there and trying to do as much as I possibly can, the best advice ever is to be patient, is to slow down and to realize that you can accomplish more than you think in five years and less than you think in one. So be willing to double down on the things that you know are important and stay focused, but to be patient that some of the best things take time and it's worth it to wait
1: for them.
2: Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I sure am. Okay, first a quick word from our sponsor.
1: PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your the number 7dayfreetrial.com. Are you looking to get started in multifamily investing or looking to grow your portfolio? Nathan Tabor has created an online course that is slammed with incredibly useful and practical information. Check it out at apartments.nathantabor.com.
2: All right, Stephen. So I saw behind you had the Go-Giver books. Obviously, that's probably one of your best ever books. Besides that,
0: what is the best ever book you've recently read? One of the books that I constantly keep going back to. Well, actually, there's two books I keep going back to. And it's the book, Never Split the Difference and the One Thing. And I read the one thing every single year because it's a baseline for me to be reminded about the focus that's necessary to succeed and never split the difference because it's a way about communicating more effectively. And yes, it's about negotiation and just happens to be that I've been fortunate enough to be able to interview both of those authors and the Go-Giver author, Bob Berg, on the podcast. So if you guys haven't read those, I highly recommend them there are books that will change your life for sure. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would immediately take a deep breath. I would recognize that I have to accept what's going on in my life right now and that how are we going to move forward? And the way that I'd move forward is I would go and find a way to add the most amount of value in the quickest amount of time to somebody or an industry that can afford to pay a lot for it. So finding a way to add so much value that I could make a large windfall of return and would be able to get right back up on my feet pretty quickly.
2: So I guess this next question would probably apply to your fix and flips, but tell us about a time that you lost the most money on a deal. How much did you learn and what
0: lesson did you learn? Well, there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way when you're Focused on appreciation in real estate when you're just focused on pushing that value, the price up, which is what we we're doing in flipping. So I bought this large house. It was outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, in a town that should have been able to afford this price point. But it was a unique house. It was in a unique area and it required a very specific type of buyer. And we bought it thinking we were going to make 100 to 150 grand on it. We thought it was a home run, it was just a list and we would end up rolling in the cash well after having it sit on the market for about a year because of some failures in our own systems while doing that many deals at a time when we actually sold that property we wrote a check for about 70 grand and it was one of the best days because there was a huge realization not only in the power of having multiple streams of income and not just focusing on appreciation focusing on cash flow and having a hybrid approach But it was also that feeling of knowing that once you're able to close something out, sign that away, I wrote that check and obviously that money was gone. But it was such a relief to know that that was off of our plate and that we could move forward. And that was definitely one of the big lessons learned.
2: What is the best ever way you like to give back?
0: I love directly working with young people through junior achievement. So I go into classrooms, teaching mindset and entrepreneurship in schools. I believe it's a big thing, because I think the school system is broken in so many ways. So for some folks just having the opportunity to hear another way of living or to hear that somebody maybe wasn't the best student or wasn't always doing the right thing in my youth, but to be able to then take myself and put myself into a successful position, it creates a really cool level of inspiration for these young kids who maybe we're thinking there's no other option for them, but to take some crappy job, but to really be able to go and see, hey, it's possible for me to maybe create my own thing, go find a mentor and go down that path.
2: And then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you?
0: You can definitely reach us on social media. You can find me stephen.pesavento on all the platforms, but I really encourage you if you found this conversation valuable to definitely subscribe to the podcast, The Investor Mindset, but if you're a passive investor and you're looking for more resources, we've put together a phenomenal deep dive guide on passive investing. You can find that at investormindset.com slash passive. Okay, Stephen, really
2: appreciate you coming to the show today and giving us your best ever advice. So I guess the main takeaway that I got and I'm sure our best ever listeners got was your advice on partnering up with experienced people so you mentioned how you did that for your flipping business, and you also done this for your commercial apartment business, you're beginning to launch. And you said, obviously, the main benefit of that is able to scale faster, as well as skip a lot of the mistakes you would make on your own. And then more specifically, you mentioned that you want to find someone who has a strong track record. And as good at what you aren't good at has different unique abilities. You mentioned that you were able to find these people at networking events and that you were offering value to these experienced individuals without asking for anything in return. You gave the example of creating the $10,000 website in order to basically shadow someone. You mentioned that for your business partner, for, I believe for your multifamily business. They really liked that you had experience in marketing, handling the sales process, investors, as well as the hustle. And then you talked about how best of your listeners can attract those types of experienced people. And you kind of basically it has to do with energy and and making sure that whenever you're going to these events, you're consistently improving. So each time you go there, you've done more than we did before, and that is able to attract people towards you. And then you also mentioned that you also want to find people who have the same core values as you. Then you also mentioned some advice in transitioning investors from one asset class or one real estate niche to the other. In your case, it was investing in fix and flips to investing in apartments. And you said you don't believe in convincing, you believe in education. So you focus on educating and making your investors aware of this transition and how it will benefit them. And this transition for you was about a year. So by the time you actually had a deal, they were primed and ready to go. They knew that they were going to get the same benefits and then some by investing in these apartments. And then lastly, your best ever advice, which is to be patient, to slow down and then realize that you can accomplish more in five years and you accomplish more than you think you can in five years and 10 years, but you'll probably accomplish less than you think you can in one year. So doubling down on what is important to you, but also realizing that the best things take time. So again, really appreciate you coming to the show and sharing your advice. Best of your listeners, as always. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.